show. All right. Go with the go with go with the old formal intro. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Semi formal. Semi formal. There you go. Semi formal. We're not being thowing, so <laughs> yeah. we're just True. calling people, people ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and germs. Ladies and germs. Ladies and gentlemen. BGEs and Gucci's. Welcome back to the Aftershock podcast. Or welcome if this is the first time. Uh, I'm Mr. Pixel, and with me is David Shock. That's me. That's you. Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> All right. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just working. Working. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. Working, yard work, summer stuff, you know. Yep. Cleaning pools. Oh. Making, making p- puppies pee outside. There you go. So you're, you have a special little pool boy outfit that you wear when you're out there? <laughs> that's for the only fans that's coming up don't don't give away my secrets <laughs> nothing a a drone and some <laughs> i don't have a privacy fence so oh, I mean, there you, if you go. drive by you drive by you see you see what you see <laughs> been a lot of accidents in this area lately <laughs> no that's because there's a roundabout at the corner oh. but... You know, it's been there for five years or seven, and they still can't get it figured out. Yeah. Circles Tra- are hard. Tra- yeah, traffic is hard for some people. Yes. I agree. How you, how you been? Uh, Same. Busy. Summer stuff. Work. Uh, Squeeze a quick kind of go away vacation for a couple of days here just before school start. Got all the kids together and they came and we hung out and kayaked and paddleboarded and did some miniature golf and played games and stuff. It was kind of nice. You know, my oldest is out of the house and everything. So she brought her boyfriend and we all just hung out and he watched you clean guns. No, <laughs> I'm not hard as it may be to believe. I'm not that guy. You are when, not that guy. Welcome but, to the house. But I will say <laughs> So my daughter's, oh, one of her grandparents, well, her her mom's side, they're those kind of people. So I'm not sure, but I think I heard a story where they did do that. And I had, this is one where they were boyfriend, girlfriend, then they broke up and then fast forward a a year or so, and then they were back together. They've been together ever since, but the first time that I met him, you know, my daughter's like, Oh, he works at this restaurant. Let's go, you know, let's go here. And, you know, Oh yeah. It was kind of a, Oh, by the way, he's me, he's working right now. So now you can meet him. Like, all right. And he was nervous as hell just being around me. And then yeah. later on he came by and picked her up at the house one time and he was so nervous and i'm like i don't even have to do anything i think my i think my daughter built me up enough to him that he was already kind of nervous so my dad's a cop oh yeah and i was oh, like i mean okay. whatever i mean that's fine he he's he's still kind of awkward and shy about stuff but he's i think he's he's loosened up cuz he realizes i'm not I'm not a dick like her stepdad but that's a story for another time. Well, I mean, I guess we'll have to do another podcast. <laughs> I think I think that's a different kind of podcast. Different po- kind of podcast. Yeah. 
So, uh, well, updates. Yeah, updates. Before we get too far into this, somebody exactly. won the tumbler mug and a patch. Yeah. So, shout out to Bo. My dogs are from the the video game Borderlands for for you gamer nerds. So Moxie, Mad Moxie, and Roland, Nerd. which Mad Moxie is in all the Borderland games, and Roland is in the Soldier in Borderlands One. So nerds shout out to the nerds yay <laughs> so bo enjoy thanks for listening thanks for winning he we got that fairly you. he got that fairly quick didn't he uh it was a, it was a couple days but i mean i think he listened to the podcast the first day and i think it was like a day or two after that oh, okay. so, so yeah it was pretty it was pretty quick it was spur of the moment at the at the time anyway so. right yeah yeah, we didn't have. I was getting ready to promote it. It was like, oh, I haven't heard things getting ready to promote it. And I was like, oh, hey, we got a winner. And I was like, oh, okay, that was quick. So, <laughs> yeah. so Bo, Bo won. Thanks, Bo. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Enjoy. I'm sure your coffee tastes better out of the mug. I mean, it kind of has that, that, uh, what's, I guess, it's not matte. What would the finish of that be? Uh, it, it is like a sandy matte. Yeah. Which matches that bike of his that he has now, right? Yeah. He, I keep seeing those pictures. So that Royal Enfield. Maybe, yeah. maybe we should have him on and let him, let him talk about it. <laughs> you know, Bo and his many hobbies. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. a neat looking, neat looking bike. Well, let's uh in case you haven't noticed from the title, this is going to be about the terminalist. This whole pot. What's that? So the terminal list was originally a book series that I know you've you've urged me to read. I know you're a big fan of. Um, I just unfortunately don't have the time to invest in book series right now. I may look at it in the future. Is it an e- is it an easy read? It is an easy read. So I'm I am a little backstory here. I'm not a avid reader. I'm the kind of guy that I get, you know, four or five chapters into a book and I'm like a dog. It's like, Ooh, squirrel. I want to read this book. So you you need more pictures, right? Yeah. And (laughs) and I need crayons to color. Oh, there you go. The the coloring ones. Yeah. So, so I put a bookmark in that book. I put it on the shelf and I grabbed the new one. A little word search at the end of the chapter, you know? Yeah. So my book reading is about an average of like one a year okay um one book a year but i for um i like those series or that kind of um genre of books okay and i've got a buddy of mine that i know his name's don bentley who has he's wrote a couple books also so i read his first book which came out i believe a couple years ago and then his second one came out this year. So I got it and read it also. But um, I heard about the terminal list. I can't remember how I heard about it, but it was like right before it may have been them promoting the show okay. before they started doing any of the previews for the show. Oh, okay. So they may have been talking about it, you know, coming to Amazon next summer, blah, 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 whatever. Oh, all right. So, you know, and me in my, my avid four chapter book reading, um, Katrina got me 
Dave Grohl's book called Storytelling. And oh, he's okay. one of my one of my favorite musicians. So she got me that, I believe, for my birthday. I think it came out right around my birthday in October. And I did my usual. I read about half of it and kind of put it down, got busy. Right. And then um, it came up that I wanted to read The Terminal List. And then it was like, oh, there's a show coming. And I'm like, well, I really want to read Dave Grohl's book before I started. Because I really, I really <laughs> right. enjoyed it. I really didn't want to put it down. So I busted through that book. I ordered the terminal list on Amazon. You know, it shows up the next day. I finished Dave Grohl's book. I start the terminal list. I think it was on like a Thursday. And Friday, I ordered the next three books. <laughs> and by sun, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, like two or three days later, I was done with the book. Nice. So it was one of those books that like from the, you know, from the set, I bit the hook, you know, from the get and by chapter three, I was on the hook. There you go. So I read the first book in four days. I think I read the second book in like eight days. I read the third book, I think in like three weeks. So in the matter of like five or six weeks, I read mm -hmm. like five books, which is I mean, you, you could ask Katrina, that's like more than she's ever seen me read. Okay. And I'm, I'm halfway through the fifth book now. So there's five books out. The fifth one um, came out not long before the series dropped, I think. Oh, okay. And there's so going to be a with, total of eight or is there not a determined number? I don't, I don't, I haven't heard a determined thing. So okay. um, there are podcasts. There's a podcast with Jack Carr called the terminal list and there's there's eight of those that go along with the eight episodes they talk about each episode and jack carr's the author that jack carr that. Yeah. yeah jack carr's the author and in that he's he talks a couple times about writing book six so okay next year will be book six but i don't know that he said if there's a limit or what he's doing you know we'll okay. talk about some of the characters later because he's right. talked about having offshoots of some of the other characters that's mm -hmm. in these books right and whatnot but but yeah that's kind of a lead up spoiler alert we're going to be talking about yeah the terminal list yeah i was going to say uh two things so obviously we've both watched the series you've read the book series mm -hmm. i have not so my perspective is just from someone who's only seen the series on amazon yours is the person who's read it and then seen it so you have both perspectives of that and huge 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 spoiler warning we're we're gonna talk about it so we're not gonna try and hide any plot lines or things that happen or whatever we're just gonna talk about it like people who've seen it and yep. and do that so if you haven't seen it turn this off go watch it at least go watch it and then come back and you can listen to us and then yes please come back and listen to yeah us. come back come back and listen to us you know you know i i sat down just because i knew we were going to do this and i took some notes about some likes and dislikes or just kind of interesting things that i noticed out of it you know like i said you have you have a, a wider berth of knowledge about it because you've seen it and read it so yes. you have some other some other insights but so you know just like anything else that we do, your perspective, my perspective, and uh, we're just going to have fun with it because 
you've been begging me to watch it and or you wanted me to read it but then it came out and then i watched the first episode and i was like oh damn i'm gonna have to watch this and then well, i said and then i said something to my wife and i said hey I, you want to check this out and see before i start getting in getting in episodes she's like yeah and she watched the first one and then we both ended up watching the whole series so your overall viewpoint did you like it oh yeah yeah i'll definitely that's the series like they they do if they do more and all that i would definitely i will definitely watch it okay so so here's my 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 two cents version of overlook on i'll I'll quickly compare my opinion of the book compared to the tv show okay you know if if you everybody's seen the jason Bourne movies and the jack ryan shows right okay so jason Bourne, he gets beat up he gets shot he can't die (laughs) you know he's a superhero guy what they call that a uh, plot armor <laughs> yeah. you can't kill the main character <laughs> yeah and you know jack ryan is kind of the analyst turned you know cia cool guy stuff right so to me the book is more jason bornish okay and and the show is more you know jack ryan okay it's there's the show has made the book a lot more realistic or not necessarily the book more realistic it it made james reese the main character more realistic as opposed to how the book was wrote oh so you know a couple big differences a lot of um a lot of the stuff that from the tv show he has help Mm -hmm. with with um ben with kind of one of the secondary characters right ben does not play that big of a role in the book Ah, it's it's a lot of james reese on his own so he's rambo Um, he's rambo and and (laughs) yes because if you listen to if you listen to jack carr's podcast like the rambo book and that whole Mm -hmm. thing is a lot of a big influence on him okay so there is that there's one of the episodes you know where he's he's hiding out whatever is mm-hmm. very rambo ish right oh yeah 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 i remember <laughs> but that you know that's jumping a little bit ahead yeah um you know i don't i don't know if we want to go chronologically kind of through the episodes yeah I, I was gonna i was gonna do that because i i took notes for each episode okay um some are not a whole lot i mean some episodes i only i might only have one just kind of one note about something that I liked or whatever, just because I kind of towards the end, I was just like, just really wanting to watch it. And yeah. I would get it. I was getting into it. And then I'd like, Oh man, I need, I need to, I mean, need to make a note about this. Cause I was just, just watching. I just really, really enjoyed it. Well, how about we do this and how about we go through your notes and then I'll give my opinion of what the difference between like the show and the book is. Oh, okay. From that what works. I saw. Yeah, so the only <laughs> so I have two notes for this first episode. I think I just got sucked into it and didn't make a whole lot of notes in it. Um, I made a note about um, I just kind of laughed about all the black rifle apparel that I saw in it, which I mean, which which is funny because one, it's you're talking about military people and Jack Carr's buddies with them, so that made sense. His book is 
very and i've i've heard some uh criticism about this his book is very um gear detailed Mm -hmm. so it talks about you know the double single action six hour p226 nine millimeter you know there's a whole lot of detail when he's talking about a pistol or even like the solomon boots and right and to me it's a little bit i'm glad it was in the book more so than in the show okay but it was cool to see those easter eggs like in the show right okay where he talks about like you know drink a black rifle coffee and then he's like james reese is wearing a shirt <laughs> it's yeah. like ah, oh okay there's the there's the black rifle coffee right so, right i didn't make a note but this actually stuck with me like just just from the get-go the way and obviously this part's going to be accurate because he was a car was a, a seal yes so but it just it just kind of brought me back seeing like the wood building that they were in when they were doing their briefing beforehand like anybody that's been deployed like that is instantly like <laughs> it's very familiar <laughs> to yeah. you, the, the way that was you know um and just the, the banter with all of them you know just being assholes to each other <laughs> well, that was that was very much what you would get uh, a side note on that those guys were all ex-seals oh all of them were okay. so i i want to say so the guy that the guy that played boozer is one of the technical advisors on the okay. show so oh, if you okay. listen if you listen to the the terminal list podcast um the guy's name's jared oh i forgot his last name his name's jared okay um he is an ex-seal that played boozer and he is like the technical advisor okay so those guys with that alpha team are like all ex-navy seal so okay the way so that that was just another day at the job for them just giving each other shit yeah, and I want to say that, like, according if if I remember right on the on the podcast, they said they shot that whole tunnel opening. You know, the whole the whole team. Mm-hmm. There's the first big spoiler: the whole team dies except Boozer and Reese. Um, they all die in there. That that whole team, like, they did that whole shoot and everything in like one day. Oh, really? Because they said, "Hey, we're going to go in and do this and shoot here and shoot there," and those okay. guys were like, "Okay, we don't need to. We don't need to practice because we've right. done that before." Right. So, like you're like you're saying, the banter between that, like those yeah. guys, I think all that was just they, guys hanging out. Basically, is all it was. They were just getting filmed while they were doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know, Chris Pratt had played a seal in uh, Zero Dark Thirty before, mm, and no. and Ben played. Um, Mike Murphy and the Lone Survivor. So a lot of these characters have had that kind of training and right and been through that a little bit. But yeah, it was uh, you know, hearing them talk about that on on that podcast and and then watching it or I watched it and then saw it. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like you right. said, yeah, to them it seemed kind of natural. They found really good actors, but they didn't really find actors. Yeah. They found seals to play right <laughs> to be actors. And I think I I might have a note later on for another episode, but this is another one that comes to mind, just talking about that scene. It was really nice to have 
a gunfight where everybody had suppressors on their rifles and they didn't sound like mouse farts. Like they Wait, still suppressors yeah. don't make your gun sound like a mouse fart. I know. I mean, you could tell that it still had some noise to it. It wasn't this that little pew little kind of air puff that you normally hear from movies, you know. And it, that would have been amplified anyways, based on the structure that they were in as well. But it was right. just nice, you know, one of those things where you hear that and it's like, uh, it still has some sound to it. It's just not a little puff of air coming out. So right. it was it was just one of those things, you know, that you get picky about, you know, with experience and any kind of gun handler or anybody, anybody that's done some shooting. You're like, yeah, that's not what that sounds like, but. I, I did I did like that little detail. That it was more realistic than mouse yeah. farts? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, weren't they all carrying 22s? Surprise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I mean, I'm not a military guy, but um, I think I've watched enough movies or listened to enough stuff that a lot of that seemed very realistic of how it should be done. You know, the, the hand squeeze on the shoulder. Yeah. You know, the signals, the hands stop, you know, mm-hmm. the stuff that happened didn't. Um, There's only one, t- one time in, in a later episode that my, that my gun guy thing kind of right hair stood up like, ah, I think they missed that. But most of the most of it for me it was like oh that they made that pretty realistic yeah well and there's there's some things and i think i have some notes about that there's some things where they're gonna hollywood it up a little bit just to make it interesting like and they and they have to i mean they you know they're going into the tunnels in the dark with night vision and if it was real it'd just be black right well yeah Yeah. exactly you have to be able to show them because nobody wants to sit there and watch you know it can't be like that scene from uh what was that was that kill bill when the bride's in the coffin and it's just completely dark while she's in there trying to punch her way out like you can't you can't do that all the time yeah i i think uh zero dark 30 they made that movie a little too dark in my book okay because i i don't know it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember watching it the first time and was like i can't hardly see anything <laughs> and then i watched it again and turned the contrast you know way oh, up to like <laughs> be able to see what was going on and like they, man they they filmed that really dark they, they need to do that thing like the beginning of some games where it's adjust your contrast until you can just barely see the image in the screen so you know you don't I have it too dark <laughs> yeah i wish they would have done that. i mean i get it the whole movie shot at night you know it's the whole raids at night whatever but it's dark is in the title yes zero dark 30 i get it it's (laughs) gonna be dark but it was one of those things where it was like man i feel like i didn't watch half the movie or i need to watch it again because i missed half the movie because it was dark but it was fun but yeah so i i want to say in the first episode they got it pretty close to the book okay so you know the whole team except boozer dies uh i think the timing was a little off because i think you know fast forward a little bit i think he had his scan after oh, um, okay. you know 
more towards what happens later in the episode but boozer it, that that kill or that death was correct or i shouldn't say correct that was how it was in the book um where you didn't know at first until later on that yes they double, it was, they double back yeah it was the suicide with the with the team pistol the nine millimeter and right from the get was kind of a you know it tell it it tells you or kind of goes through Reese's side of he wouldn't use that right you know what i mean so you kind of get that at the beginning of of the book and then um something that's different at the very end of the episode which is really really shocking tv at the end of the episode right two characters die especially like his wife and daughter at the end of the episode and it's kind of like i don't know about you but i didn't want to end watching that (laughs) i really wanted to watch episode two (laughs) because i was like oh i do not want to go to bed with that oh okay kind of hanging out there that does happen in the book um the difference between that is reese finds out i don't a little bit later that his wife was pregnant oh okay so they didn't they didn't do that in the um in the episode they did not do it you know it may come out later but um or in a in a different season but that was a little bit of difference right there was that his wife was pregnant so okay you know and in reese's mind you know once he found because i think he found the paperwork or something in the house and his wife hadn't told him so that was kind of the kind of the first season and they added a psychological element in the show that's not in the book at all oh really so one of the underlying things in that was that memory right with his wife and daughter him playing the guitar before going on that deployment oh yeah yeah and the bird flying into the window yeah that plays through the whole show so i don't know if you I'm, well i'm sure you realize this but every time he had that memory it was slightly different yeah it was always changing yeah yeah and just like the, just just like what happened in the tunnel yeah you know as he as he progressed like and then and then you're left wondering is he just being influenced into that memory or is that the actual memory coming back yeah well i want to say there was a theme and i i don't remember exactly how they put this in the in the podcast they were talking about there was a theme with the color red that when there was something like kind of a red color dominant, mm-hmm. that was his memory coming back. Okay. So there was like red flashing when he remembered that it was his guy that tripped. Okay. And set off, you know, set off the bomb and that, that now I, I do, let me, let me go back a little bit in the book. That wasn't alpha team wasn't killed in a tunnel. They were, they were in like the desert and got oh, ambushed okay. so it was a little it was a different setting which i think the tv show it was better for tv because it was in in the tunnel kind of thing right. um as opposed to i want to say in the book it was in afghanistan where this was like in in uh syria syria yeah so i think it was in afghanistan like out in the desert oh, okay. or something so they changed the location of that happening but i think for the tv show 
I want to say it made it better because I think the whole desert thing has been a little overdone. Yeah. And it fits a little bit more, you know, because the book came out, uh, I want to say like four or five years ago. Okay. So it would have made more sense then for that for it to happen in Afghanistan. But now, you know, I, I think that was a good change for that. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Okay. First one. Okay. Um, moving on to episode two. I just kind of so there's two things that I guess I kind of nerded out on, and I I don't know if I want to say nerded out in a good thing in a good way or a bad way. Um, so they made a they made a very big deal about the safe that he had that the gun was in and it being biometric and nobody can get into it and all that and i have a weird hobby of watching lockpick lawyer on youtube and when you watch that you start to realize that most gun safes are trash (laughs) yes now granted he does a lot of like padlocks and weird kind of locks and stuff like that but a lot of I guess that one was a bigger one because it looked like it was built into a like a nightstand or something, I believe, kind of. Yeah, it seemed a little like a like two almost, shelf kind of yeah. bigger one. Now, I don't know. I can't remember if I've ever seen anything like that. But a lot of those ones that you get where, you know, you're supposed to secure it to something and, you know, you you tight, you push on the little little buttons or it does the biometric thing. Man, some of those all you got to do is get like some kind of a paper clip and bend it right to get in behind there and you can undo the the locking mechanism and all that so without knowing exactly what kind of i don't know maybe they say in the book it was a whatever whatever model this and that kind of safe or if maybe that not wasn't even something they had in the book it was just kind of like they were putting a lot of emphasis on the oh he had a impenetrable biometric safe how did it get out of there I don't, I don't, you know, if I remember correctly, because it's been a little while, you know, a little while since I read the book, but I don't think there was that much emphasis on like what them putting that on his team pistol. Oh, okay. And, and them trying to set it up a little bit as, as him killing his wife and daughter. Okay. Because in the in the show, to me, it felt like more of a setup. Of, yeah. Well, it was his gun, and then you know the the lead detective Eric Holder wanted to believe that he wasn't guilty. Right. And I don't think in the book they had that. I think it was kind of obvious that he wasn't guilty. Oh, okay. Because I don't create more tension with it. Yeah, because I don't think I'm not sure if the if they beat him to the house or if like the way it was done in the book where he was at the house first um because i want to say that whole thing was kind of jumbled up different in the book oh okay to where like when he got in he went to see boozer mm-hmm. and then it was like when he got home from that his wife and daughter was killed so i think i want to say there was a different different kind of timeline that he wasn't there that he was you know he had a different alibi but you know, in the show, he had one because he was getting an MRI mm-hmm. 
and there was results there. So they kind of right. knew that, well, he was here, but you know, how was right. his gun not here? And okay. You know, they kind of play on to that of like, well, he said he killed somebody and shot him in the head and there's no blood in the hospital or at the at the MRI place. You know, that whole whole thing where the other character of of Katie comes into this too, the reporter mm-hmm. and Eric Holder of trying to be like, well, we don't know what happened here. You know, mm-hmm. this is what he said was happened, but there wasn't right. there wasn't a body. You know, there wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. So. there's a lot of other to me i thought in the with the show they did really good of kind of even the viewer thinking like well what's going on here yeah psychologically is is reese's story right or is it not right Mm -hmm. or what's going on did this really happen because like you said he has now a different memory of the tunnel right and then i think they have another flashback of before that with his wife and daughter playing the guitar and it's different and it's like well wait a second mm-hmm. everything is like a whole lot of uh mass confusion going on of like i don't know what's real what's not real right because i watched it you know katrina watched it with me so i read the book and going oh i know how it is mm-hmm. so i know where we're gonna get from where we're at i know where you know the road we're gonna follow and she's going what is going on? I'm like, oh, we need to watch episode three, you know. Yep. So we were kind of in that thing because she was kind of like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, right, yeah, it's a little yeah, confusing. The point. So, yeah, yeah. So I made another n- note about this. So when he starts um, casing the the agent's apartment, and he goes back and he's practicing picking the lock and all that i thought that was pretty cool um i'm pretty sure lock picking is something that seals actually learn like that's kind of like a basic course that they're given right um i guess i don't know enough about the other thing i'm going to mention here to know if it's a more feasible option but they have guns that you can use that kind of i guess well now that I talk, talk, say it out loud, they're kind of like, uh, if you know anything about lock picking, uh, there's uh, bump keys that you can use where you're creating vibration on the pins and you can cause those to set. And there's... But it, it looks like a gun with a trigger. Yeah, yeah right? it kind of looks like a, a little a little gun and then your pick is on the end. And I guess, yeah. it, I guess it's more equal. I guess it's a combination of like a, a bump and uh, and just raking um so if you have your little your pick and you have your tension uh rod there or whatever on that instead of going through and individually picking every single pin in the lock you can just rake it as you put a little tension on it and just constantly doing that eventually depending on the lock that'll set the the pins in there so you can do that but i guess using something that makes noise was probably not what you wanted to do in that situation when you're trying to break into somebody's apartment. It It's funny you say that because I'm glad that they added the detail in the show that was in the book of him using the WD 40 on the hinge, because That's that, right. to, you know, it was in the book. And like, when I was reading it in the book, I was like, man, 
I mean, I understand, but that's like, uh, that's going deep. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see, like, he went and figured out which lock he had and practiced picking it yeah. before he even got there. So that that was pretty cool. Yeah, they and they did that whole scene, that whole him casing that as a different guy looking at an apartment, wanting to see. Right. Um, that was in the book like that, too. And him okay. taking a picture of the lock, you know, yeah, and then you know when he broke into it the next day, um, he didn't have Ben as a lookout. But he watched, you know, he was overwatch, watched him leave. Oh, okay. And I, I want to say that his office and apartment was really close, so mm. he was could see him leave, and then kind of move a couple blocks, and then watch him like pull into work. Oh, okay. And then he went back and broke in, and then, you know him taking a picture of the laptop of where it was at that was my and, next note and, that i wanted and, to talk about yeah it was it was neat of the whole how the whole thing that was in the book that they played that the details out to me right. that it's kind of important of you know when i'm reading it of like why did he spray wd-40 on that and then it's like oh okay well he didn't want the door to make a squeak noise yeah. when he came back at night so did so, so did they explain that in the book that that's why he did that or was it just kind of written in a way that you kind of either understood it or you didn't i i if i remember right it was more of a when he came back at night but the door opened without a creak because of the wd-40 uh, okay. kind of thing so it was a lot of you know the practice picking right made, made, what did what did they yeah. say about the picture of the laptop him taking a picture of the setup well just so it was like you know as as a you know covert kind of operations thing you know he took pictures of everything that he would have touched and moved right so like when he moved the laptop and did the downloaded everything onto a hard drive you know he checked the picture that he took to make sure it was still in the right exactly. spot exactly right okay yeah and that's I've done that before too. That's if you do any kind of traveling and so if you stay in hotels or whatever, and you know, it, it, it a lot of times I've done it with my laptop. Sometimes I just leave it. I mean, not that I have anything that anybody really needs, but you know, this is a personal laptop. You can do that with multiple things to see if you think somebody's screwing with your stuff or just to be preemptive to make sure they're not you know maybe do you know from the knuckle on your thumb to the tip of your finger when you put it there space that on the edge you know so it's all perfectly lined up like that and then have simple things that you're going to remember when you're placing it around on your desk so that way when you come back you grab your stuff or whatever you take a look at it, you you know instantly you can just put your thumb there and check it out I'm like okay my, my laptop hasn't moved or you know yeah. this you know pen that i left here hasn't moved or whatever i was like i thought that was that was a nice detail i've i've done that you know a few years ago when i was traveling a lot to Asheville for work i did that in a different i may not have taken a picture of where i had things left mm -hmm. out but like i had i would take my xbox with me oh. and i would put it back in the in my like duffel bag that i had okay but I would put like a t-shirt sideways on top of that and then put the duffel bag like up in like the cabinet 
So okay. like when I got back, I'd open the cabinet and the duffel bag's in the same spot and I pull it out and unzip it. And okay, the t-shirt's still in the same spot. Oh, so okay. somebody didn't go through that and put it back. So I kind of knew that, okay, if they're not going through this, they're probably not going through the other stuff. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So I've, I've done that before. But yeah, it was neat to see that kind of detail actually added into the show, mm-hmm. yeah. but not not just a little bit you know easter egg like like what we said earlier black, mm-hmm. black rifle t-shirt or whatever yeah <laughs> so um anything else before we move on to episode three um was two where katie was at the house and he bagged her cell phone or was that episode three i'm not sure now that you say that but i did get kind of giddy that he had faraday bags because that, that was that was another <laughs> detail that was like in the book okay that, that they added in there and it they did slightly different i can't remember if it, if in the book he actually gave her another cell phone or if he told her to right. go buy a prepaid phone um but yeah that kind of detail was in there too yeah of of the whole thing but i don't know because some of that stuff they played katie a little bit in early parts of the episode kind of I felt a little bit against him. Right. Of she was trying to get the medical records to write a story mm-hmm. that well, may. You, yeah. You, know, you, you didn't know. You didn't quite know just yet whose side she was on in the show. And I, but I think in like the book, if I remember right, you knew from the get that she was on his side. Oh, okay. That, you know, I can't remember if she got like the medical records and did that. But, you know, he knew he had a tumor that he thought was terminal. Mm -hmm. But I can't remember, you know, I don't remember that she was the one that went and got that info. I don't think that happened that way. So I want to say the doctor that did like the MRI was kind of in it more. He didn't die. You know, he's kind of in the show. He died. He didn't play a big part. But I think. He was in there later trying to get a hold of Reese of like, hey, you know, this is this is what's happening, what's uh, going on. And okay. I could never never really get a hold of him. Okay. But yeah, I think that's it. On okay. Two. Um just two quick ones on episode three. Pretty much anybody that you know, if you're security minded when you go out in public, it was nice when he met with Katie. And he and she sat down in the restaurant and he said, I need that seat <laughs> because yeah. it put his back against the wall and he could see the rest of the restaurant. Yeah. You know, for that. I was like, that's that's you know, one of those habits that you get that, you know, and it doesn't go anywhere. Now now this is funny because in that scene where they're talking, and this is this is a funny story because I saw a meme about this after the fact but in that scene he looks in the mirror and sees an operator walk by with a beard and glasses Uh and his hair stands up and he's like oh we gotta go right so this whole scene plays out this way and when that happened i'm like oh and I'm like, I grabbed the remote to like stop it and back it up. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that because, you know, Katrina's sitting there. And I wanted uh-huh. to tell her, I wanted yeah. to tell her who that was. Yeah. Well, you get a better and look I, at him in like a couple minutes later. Well, I read the book, so I knew what was coming up. 
Yeah. I knew that if he was in that there, he was probably going to be in there. That scene was coming up. That uh, scene was coming that, that they probably changed that character out. So the scene plays out. And I stop it, right? And I'm like, do you know who that is? Do you know who that guy is? But Katrina's like, what are you talking about? Why, why'd you pause it? And I'm like, that's Jack Carr. And she goes, who's that? And I'm like, that's the guy that wrote this. Right. You know, he's the godfather of the terminal list. So um, I geeked out on that. And it was funny because like two weeks later, there's a meme of, I can't remember the meme, but it's like the normal person. And then the guy like pointing of like, that's Jack Carr in the show. Oh, kind of yeah. Thing. And I'm like, I'll have to go find it and, and post it somewhere um, or send it to you to post it. Yeah. There was a meme of the exact same thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> was, that the, was that the Leonardo DiCaprio where he's sitting up pointing at the TV? Was that you? Yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> Is that yeah, what it was? That's, that's my guy or something <laughs> yep. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was that one. Uh, but it was funny because that was, they changed that character. So that character was a, a muslim jihadi taxi oh, driver okay. so it's the stereotypical um la thing but it, the scene happened the same way they got ambushed right by the guy on the street um but it was neat that jack carr played the cameo in that but it's kind of funny that you know if you think about it an actor killed a seal yeah <laughs> pretty yeah. quick <laughs> <laughs> but no it was cool it was neat it was fun i don't it, that character you know was only in the book for like four paragraphs or whatever it was neat that they did that but no i agree that walking in there and it's like i need that seat yeah to, to be able to see everything and it's like oh, i may have done that the time <laughs> the the only other note i have for that was and this isn't really like a big thing but it was just nice to see that when he was getting is it agnon agnon whatever his name was agnon yeah. yeah when he was getting him he had like head to toe tyvek suit like trying to make sure nothing like there was like no evidence or whatever i'm assuming was the purpose of that it was nice to see in something where they weren't afraid to cover up the character <laughs> to show that he was being well that they so that plays out different in the book so one of the things we haven't really talked about is like ben does a lot of his spy guy kind of stuff okay and like out watching these guys and kind mm-hmm. of doing the surveillance i right. guess well, is he more was, the word. well he was a spook so yeah he was a cia well, guy one of the coolest things in the whole show and i picked this up when it happened and then they talked about it a lot like on that podcast when ben is following the golf tournament mm-hmm. right and and the golfer uh shambo i think it's his name is out there teeing off yeah right and he hits the golf ball and everybody looks, looks and follows the ball but he's, he's still staring yeah staring at the target and to me like that's not in the book because ben's not the one doing that right okay. so but the way they play ben of like target focused oh okay of that and then he like he's on a golf cart as a golfer you know with yeah. the cigar and then he like puts <laughs> up his range finder and then yeah at the house was like I'm like, dude, that's so cool. Like, 
that scene why, why didn't i try to be a cia guy that <laughs> scene almost caused an argument between me and my wife oh yeah yeah that sounds like a good story for the podcast. <laughs> she was so i i like the way that they they did that where he's kind of pulled up on it and he he's he's looking around you know the the house is behind and all that and she's like oh like that isn't obvious like that scene that you're just talking about and then that one where he's sitting there with where he's lazing with it i was like yeah but that's pretty common right now to have rangefinders on courses anymore so and, some and guy I've, on a you've done well, it you're a cheater no 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 no. i've i was gonna say i've hit my fair share of golf balls in the backyard so oh. <laughs> using <laughs> a rangefinder to try to find a golf ball in a backyard is not if i had a rangefinder i probably would have done that <laughs> so that would have been your cover oh sorry i shanked it i'm in your backyard yeah. well yeah because you know if I had rolled up there, I may have chucked a golf ball that way. So I'm like, uh, well, look at my ball. There'd be one out there. But yeah, that's um, that's typical. I, I don't, yeah. you know, that's fine. But yeah, she was like, that looks weird. And I'm like, that would have looked normal. I said, yeah, I know that him focusing on the golfer when he tees off looks weird and all that. But you're doing it at a time when everybody else is paying attention to the ball. Like how many people there are not going to be paying attention to that. So that would have stood out to somebody like us that may have been there to provide security. Yeah. Like I was just to say, if there was a security detail or something there, that's like watching the people and it's like, Hey, wait a second. That guy, that guy looks like a fan, but he didn't act like a fan. So, but I thought to me, it was kind of that cool, cool thing of like i'm thinking at this point because i like that character i like um um, taylor kitsch i like him as an actor Mm -hmm. and i was like cool he's not (laughs) gonna die they're gonna he's cool he's awesome he's gonna be in all these series and all the seasons because i thought he did really well i thought he played the character really well but yeah but getting to um where James shows up in the house. Um, if if I he he uses the um he gets some sort of like pain medicine in like an IV or not an IV, but like in a in a syringe and shoots it into his veins, causing him a lot of pain. So I want to say that that was kind of why they had him Tyvexed up, because in the book. You know, it's a little bit different. He strips him naked. He gets him drunk. You know, he's kind of a, you know, but he's ODing him right through the process. So he's like, I can shoot you up with this stuff. It's going to be really painful. And then here's some other stuff that instantly takes it away. Yeah. So I want to say that that they kind of played into that, that there was a lot more to that scene of, you know, in the show, they made it a little bit quicker. Yeah. To that. But yeah, they he starts adding names to the list and mm-hmm. marking names off. And but yeah, I I thought at this point in the show, I was definitely hooked that they had done a really good job oh. <laughs> of making making it more realistic instead of like like what I said earlier, like the Jason Bourne kind of right. stuff. Right. That like this realistically could happen. Okay. You know um but yeah i thought it, i thought that was pretty cool um 
I don't know what happened here in season four. I think there was just a lot of stuff going on. So I just was trying to watch it more than I was trying to take notes. So my notes are kind of a jumble. <laughs> so um, ep- episode four would have been Mexico, um, isn't it? Is that the Mexico Sicario raid? Yep. Okay. So if I remember correctly, does that one start with him sniping the, I think he's an oil guy. Like he's the guy always taking pictures of himself and he he's out driving along and he, he snipes him and. Yeah. So in the book, that's the very first chapter of the book. Oh, really? So the very first chapter of the book is him climbing the mountain, kind of setting up and then the car driving down and he shoots through the car the car flips and wrecks okay so that's how the book opens right so like i said when i read the book like chapter one was like ooh, and like <laughs> chapter chapter four or five it was like the hook was set there you go because that was all um that was all the very first part or the very first chapter of the book okay and and all his books kind of start that way where there's some some you know big event to get you hooked into it and yeah chapter eight is actually chapter one you know what i mean so timeline of the book they have something that kind of hooks you into the book and brings you in um so yeah that was the um, first chapter of the book but that was the sniper shot that kills um the money guy yeah so yeah they didn't spend a lot of time on that guy in the book either yeah spend in there and then you're right he goes to mexico but that whole sicario raid was in a house and reese does it by himself oh really yeah so in the show they added ben and the one of the other guys buddy so he does show up at the other guy which is I'm still confused on this character, how this character fits in and his wife. Um, yeah. I like the part that they played in the show, but I can't, I can't really pinpoint. Of well, they, that... well, didn't they hint that like, they were like family friends, like his dad's, like it was like his dad's best friend or something like that, supposedly, or. I think so. And I think that's the way they put it in the book. Okay. That that this guy was kind of a father-ish figure uncle kind of type to to reese but he was really powerful really kind of high up had a lot of influence and a lot of money yeah they they yeah they left they kind of hit it at like he was connected or something but but that that leads me to my one one little beef in this whole thing okay so i'll I'll let you get your negative out before i put my positives on top of it (laughs) well i do so i do like where ben and i do like that they had to reload a lot and ben reloaded the shotgun Mm -hmm. right and then and then they all come back together and he says i need to reload and and james goes how long he said 10 seconds and it may not have been actually 10 seconds, but they drilled it out. Yeah. Drew it out like <laughs> seven, eight seconds worth of him reloading. Right. But right after that, when he goes to leave, he's got his finger laying on the trigger. Oh, okay. And I'm like, ah, come on. He's an XCO and a CIA guy. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't on it on it, but it was laying right. in the trigger guard. You, you know what they say? That's his safety. 
I get it. I, I, I totally get it. It was the only little thing to me that was like, you know, it wasn't in in there on it, but it right. was in the thing. And yeah. I'm like, ah, it was so predominant right against, you know, the camera coming right, right. at it. That it was like, ah, oh, just move that finger up, you know, just just two degrees up. It would have been fine. Right. But it what well, if that's the only negative thing I got to say about this show. Whatever. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Especially when Hollywood gets a hold hold of shit. So right. So I'll go through mine real quick. Um, I thought it was kind of funny and interesting that they used a Bob Dylan song for an assassination scene. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, that's kind of funny. I liked the music in this show. Yeah, I think I thought it was really well done. Yeah. I just I just thought, you know, I was like, eh, you know, when you think of Bob Dylan, you don't really think of assassinations. Like, <laughs> if you know anything about him. <laughs> right. So the guy gets gutted mm-hmm. in this scene. Yeah. Which there is a gutting in the book, but it's not this character. Oh, okay. But I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt you. I think you had oh, something no. else going to. Yeah, I have but I mean we can talk about that real quick because the rest of this stuff is just little little stuff that I noticed. But yeah, that that scene definitely like me and the wife were like, oh, like and he tells him to walk. And I'm like yeah. Oh, that would be an interesting sensation. <laughs> I so in the book, that is the JAG officer that actually left. Oh, so he, really? So in another in a couple episodes later, the JAG officer doesn't get to leave town. Okay. They, he gets stopped. But him and his family go to like Florida and James tracks him down and uh, okay and takes him out like in the Everglades and does the same thing. Oh, okay. So he kind of slices him open and says something like have a nice walk or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> to that effect of like, yeah, I'm not going to kill you, but you'll die. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I thought in the like I said, in the show it fit here. Yeah. Because that's the guy that killed his wife and daughter. Right. And it's like, this is the guy that you're going to gut and you're going to make it very painful for him exactly. to die. Yeah. But in the book, I think he just shoots them all, you know, because he's, <laughs> he's in there by himself and there's, you know, eight or 10 people and mm-hmm. he just, he's trying to get to the, to the, the guy he's there for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, it, and I like that it was, um, that Ben is questioning it a little bit. Yeah. So it's raining and jay and reese is just dragging him out and ben's like oh what are you doing like, just <laughs> just kill him so he can go right you know, that, that whole face of like oh this is gonna be bad right what was it what did what did they say when it came down to those two people this is where are we going first what was it blood or the blood or the brains or blood or the money or something like that yeah i think it was blood the blood or money or yeah, and they chose money first, and they were going for the blood. Yeah, but um, it was nice to see them using a jammer to lure the Sicarios out, like to screw with their communications and all that. Like, yeah. as that's, I mean, when I was in Afghanistan, depending on what part of the base you went on, you had big tattooed muscly guys that had vehicles with jammers in them and belt fed weapons <laughs> for a reason 
you know oh, nice um in mexico with cartels and all that um somebody i'll follow on social media um ed calderon uh he's from tijuana uh and he posts all kinds of crazy stuff if you're in, if that cartel stuff interests you and just how all that works jammers are a huge thing down there like everybody has jammers so it was kind of cool to see that there was a good representation of shooting through walls at people and yeah and all that like i mean most of that episode was just a big shootout which was pretty cool yeah it was ben with the shotgun you said Mm -hmm. okay ben had tons of reloads on his body and it was like the speed loaders so you watch like the three gun people you know you grab and you can and he was they even show him doing it you can load two shells at a time if you grab it right off of that yeah so i don't know how accurate that is if you're going to be wearing i mean it kind of reminds you of you know the bandolier of ammo like rambo almost but he had so much ammo on him but he was grabbing it and using it and reloading it and they were showing it so it was it was cool to see it utilized so i don't know if you saw this or not i didn't and they they um talked about it but when they go outside and ben is kind of overwatch he unloads the shotgun and reloads with like um Oh, you put a different shot in it, did he? He he put the um, oh, what am I trying to say? Like the the more precise, longer range, like um, a slug or yes, he puts the slug rounds in. Oh, okay. And then like the guy comes out like across across the little road out uh-huh. from the other house, and he just like snipes him with the shotgun. Yeah, but he went, you know, he went outside and knew that well, there's going to be more distance that. You know the buckshot's not going to cover, so I need right. I need a slug round. So he like unloads the gun, so he racks it, and the round pops out, and then he he puts you know oh, okay. slug in, and then takes the guy. I think the guy's coming out running towards where like James went. Oh, okay, and, yeah, and takes him out like on the front porch or something. But yeah, well that'll that'll feed into one of my, not my next note, but my note after that. So real quick, obviously with having those kind of guys in it there was very nice transitions going from a downed rifle to pistol like it's just nice to see that in i mean obviously they're gonna have it down but it was just nice to see that you know you don't always stick with that weapon you instantly just transition to something else or secondary but um the hostage shot with the shotgun that is so anti-hollywood in my book because anytime somebody has a shotgun in a movie it spreads out in a five foot diameter and blows them back 10 feet on their ass. Yeah. And yet you have a hostage shot and he takes it with the shotgun, which if you, like you said, if you switch to slugs, you could definitely do that. Right. So it was, I saw that and I was like, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. it's nice to see something like that. Yeah. I, I think that whole scene was just like you said, you know, big kind of, run and gun yep a big shootout kind of kind of thing because uh is that your last note on on three because the the last note i have for episode four was it was nice to see somebody get punched with the pistol not like not like a pistol whip but he like with the muzzle like he jabbed him with with the pistol i don't know why it brought me joy but it was just i think in the in the midst of all the other th- cool things that were done right in that it was just nice to see 
a variety of things done properly. Well, it, seemed, it seemed well, like it seemed more realistic. Yeah, that you're not gonna you're not gonna smack somebody with a pistol. You're gonna like punch them. Yeah, you know, take the shortest route to their face. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> and instead of like a big overhand trying to smack them upside the face. But yeah, I agree. And that was that was it for episode four that I had. All right. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. Okay. That was just a great episode to watch. Right? It, <laughs> it was. I like um I like kind of the detail at the end where you know earlier in the episode his wife basically told him not to come back. You know, you're involving yeah. your friends and your in your right. revenge. Yeah. So he gave his sniper rifle. But then he still played it off, like because they made it seem like, uh, what's his name, uh, didn't know about her telling him to not come back. So he well, was like, "Oh, here you can hold on to my dad's gun for me until knowing, I come and get it." Yeah, until I come and get it, knowing that he's not welcome from her. I think that he knew, but think- instead of saying like goodbye, it was kind of like until I see you again, because okay. I. Hopefully I will get to see you again kind of thing. It was one of those bro nods where it's like, we're not listening to her. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come to LA or I'll come to Coronado. We'll see, we'll see each other and she won't know about it. That's what. Right. <laughs> right. But I do like, like kind of some of the details that when they brought Liz in to fly him back mm-hmm. of her, like actually shutting the doors on the plane and checking it. And yeah. You know, to where it was like, oh, there's a little bit of detail instead of just hopping on a plane and, right. and they're gone kind of thing. So that was kind of neat. On to episode five. This one was, I had to explain the, oh, I don't know. The, I can't remember the proper name to it, but the the charge that he uses in the van. Um, Because I remember taking uh, explosive uh, classes in the army and that was a thing that they were using on us over there because it's just de- it's just devastating it rips through armor because if i remember correctly it heats up the metal and then it basically shoots out this glob that i think starts to harden as it's as it's propelling through the air but it just tears everything up in its path so it was kind of cool to see obviously a seal guy's going to know about that right using that against uh, but it's also precise exactly to where it's not a, just a big car bomb that's going to have a lot of right you know, so he can avoid unnecessary casualties you know right that. the only note i had from this <laughs> and i don't know if anybody's even going to get this but after watching all that like just the way uh horn was you know he's the rich guy that wants to be the operator and all that is he supposed to be dan bilzerian <laughs> do you I, know who i'm talking about i don't i'm not sure i don't think so, so for a while there's this guy he's, his name's dan bilzerian he's a venture capitalist guy he's got the beard and all that and if i remember correctly supposedly he tried to be a seal or something like that and didn't make it and he's one of those guys that the the military like to make fun of because he's one of the, he was like one of the original guys that's on Instagram like oh look at all these people these chicks I'm having a party with and you know they're he's paying them to come and party with them 
And then something happened. I can't remember. They're having a pool party or something. And I think he tried throwing this girl into the pool, but it was from like up on top of the roof of a, of a building, right? So, you know how sometimes people jump off this little building beside the pool and go into the pool. Right. And uh, it got botched and she got injured because she didn't completely all land in the pool. Mm. Yeah. Sounds but, like a rough day. Yeah. I'm sure she got, you know, I'm sure she got a nice payout from him on that. <laughs> but yeah, he was a guy who's always, you know, oh, look at my, my guns, my gun room and all this other stuff and always flexing on, social media so it's kind of like eh, i wonder if you know like that's kind of like a little jab if he was kind of a, a an analog for the <laughs> dan bilzerian or maybe there's other people like that that i don't know about i don't know maybe i you know the character was a little different in the book than okay. what it was in the show but what i thought was funny in the show is i think it was the opening of that episode or maybe it was the episode before it shows him like in a shoot house with his team like his security team oh yeah and they're like running through the shoot house and then they get to the end and he's like yelling at his team and you don't really know who he is until like a few minutes later now he's all suited up and he's drinking his mm-hmm. protein shake and he's like oh i'm a business guy yeah and his team is outside you know i think they shut the door on agnon or whatever and it's like oh wait a second so this is a guy playing war games so is he right. an ex-military guy and then yeah they, and then the fbi lady calls him out yeah about his tattoo and then when he goes to die he's yeah, like running the... he's like scared running well i love my me and the wife were dying laughing when uh uh the security detail told him what he do it was he gave him the vest or something like that and he told him to you basically told him to quit pretending it was time to act like the real thing now or something like that. I can't remember what the yeah. line was, but it was hilarious. Yeah. And like Katie confronts him. There's a whole big scene. I'm not the biggest fan of that scene. Um, Cause that to me was kind of Jason Bornish, you know, it was like that in the book too. Okay. But it was out in public and yeah, I, I do like, you know, cause in the book there, there is sort of a chase and mm. I think he gets back to liz and they fly away so in the book it's a little different of how they get away as opposed to him running which i kind of like because they brought in that um the fbi team into the show which is not in the book at all oh really so that whole well i shouldn't say they're not in the book at all um but they're that team plays a, a predominant role that so later later on in this episode or the next episode there's a scene where he's running so he escapes wrecks the truck and he's on the run mm-hmm. and is that this episode or the that's next the, episode that's the next, like, judging by my notes the next episode is him on the run so that's the rambo episode yeah so in the book in that episode where he has the shot to shoot the guys that are coming after him right he sees a guy that he knows or he had set them up as for an ambush Mm -hmm. coming after him and he like scopes them up or is on the binos and sees somebody that he worked with oh okay and he scrapped it and he was like i'm not gonna do this okay was that that kind of the deal with like leaving the bullet so, so that kind of, was kind of like a version of that. Like they know, oh, this means that he could have gotten us, but yeah. 
because I didn't, I mean, I knew, okay, that's what that meant, right? You know, he had the shot, they show him, they show him scoping, glassing the guy in the crosshair, and then Boozer shows up, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, we can't do this. You know, you're not going to, you're only here to kill the bad guys. Yeah. And those aren't the bad guys kind of thing. So he leaves the bullet to me was like, okay, I get it. He, he had a shot. He didn't take it. And then those guys kind of expanded on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but that was, yes. In the book, he had set up like claymores or something to just blow them all up. But instead of it just being a group of people coming to chase him that he didn't know, it was somebody that he had, he had worked with. So he was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to kill them all because it'll kill the guy, this guy that I know. So that was that was slightly different, but it, was there anything else in five that you had any notes on? No, not not on five. Um, just as you were talking about that uh, that explosive that he used on Horn, because uh, it, it blew Katie back and all that, and it's like I wouldn't have done that because the explosion happens where it comes from not where it hits you know it's not like a grenade you throw it somewhere and then it goes off like right. the explosion was from inside the van that he he was in you're just basically making a huge projectile that's going through everything but right. you know you've got to you know hollywood it up which yeah. goes into my first note for episode six when he's on the run and his nods lose power and i was just like that just seems like something that you would have checked or there would have been redundancies for like i don't know you know if it was something just done for tension to add to it you know or to kind of move the story to something else but it just seemed kind of weird (laughs) could it have could it have been they got wet or something possibly i don't know i never had i think i've looked through a pair of nods once in my life so i don't know anything about them so i don't know how sensitive they are to to things funny side story so i have the call of duty modern warfare edition that came with oh you you went gucci with it yeah so i have those and a few weeks back i was at work late or i was I was at a meeting or something late and I get home and, and uh, Katrina tells me that there's, there's a raccoon up in our tree and we don't see a lot of raccoons around this area or even in our yard because our yard's fenced. Mm. And she said, yeah, there's a raccoon up in the tree. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, do you want me to shoot it out of the tree? <laughs> and she's like, I got to do this. And I'm like, well, I got a way that I could do that. <laughs> so but i ended up putting those on out there and could see this raccoon up in the tree oh really yeah and then i got you know really good uh one of my really good flashlights and could see it with a white light better uh, you know just <laughs> you just wanted to go out there and do that though cheap not oh no i absolutely wanted to go out there and do that. <laughs> um because you know she called me ridiculous about 14 times but we had a uh we had a storm come through and I went back out like after the storm and the raccoon was gone, but I got to, <laughs> you, you said you looked through nods like once. I, I think I used those, you know, for the fifth time of <laughs> playing around there with you go. the Call of Duty 
you know, hundred dollar, hundred dollar nods. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. But episode uh, six, he doesn't kill anybody. No, he doesn't. And um, I think that's the only episode he doesn't kill anybody. Yeah. One thing I thought was kind of weird. I don't know. It, you know, that could be a normal thing, but it just and I'm sure it was more of a Hollywood thing. But it was kind of annoying to me that they had their command center and then like this little area cordoned off that had all the news people, like all the reporters, like they're not going to be anywhere close to where you're operating on anything. You're going to keep them as far away as possible. You have a representative, you have a a PR person that can go (laughs) deal with them and whatever little village that you make them little camp, you make them set up at the base of wherever you're at, but you're not going to have them that close to to where your your base of operations is yeah i don't know if i paid that much attention to that yeah it was i just it was it was kind of a brief thing but i was like man that's just annoying good thing this is the one you're talking about the the rambo moment that was pretty cool i think before i had seen that episode i saw a behind the scene thing where he was laying in the hole and they're smearing the mud on him and he was going on about oh yeah the glamorous life of an actor (laughs) as they're putting mud all over his body and his face yeah it was Uh, i mean that whole the whole setup is not i mean that like i said that's not in the book okay him him being chased through the woods like that um so that whole thing was kind of neat how he did it i guess where it's like oh how's he going to get out of this because he's getting cornered on the side of the mountain Mm -hmm. but he planted you know he planted the charges to make you know kind of a, a landslide and then i like the fact that he he saved the fbi hrt lady yeah uh, mac um, yeah 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 i had a note about that how it was like he did cpr on her and then when they found her like she was in the uh recovery position yeah like he had her flipped over and all that i was like just another nice little detail the best thing of that whole episode was the battle cry of Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> so here's here's another funny side story that just happened. And um I I because that you know that Leroy Jenkins comes up every couple of years, right? Yeah. Um Pepper, the the 11 year old went to a Lego camp a couple of weeks ago. So she went like four days for a couple hours to this lego thing and they did a a, um, a stop animation lego you know oh, okay. where they move them and then yeah. they take the pictures and then they put it all together well they won like best story or something so her there was a group of like four of them that did this okay and her legos ran through this little thing and then they all get in this group <laughs> and then they all they all go in to like kill this bad guy and I'm watching this video into my head. I'm going, I'm like, are they doing Le- Leroy? Jenkins? Yeah, you're expecting one to run off. And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like laughing and Katrina's like looking at me. And then when the whole thing's done, I'm like, man, I thought you were going to like Leroy Jenkins that. So this conversation <laughs> came up like two weeks ago, right? So we're outside and I had to like pull up the Leroy Jenkins video. Yeah. Because I'm like cracking up and she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, it's it's this world of warcraft like video thing i'm like you haven't heard of the guy like yelling leroy jenkins and like running in and 
So yeah, and then, that, and then everybody gets TPK'd and everybody's dead. And what does he say? Well, at least I got my bucket of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you're old like us, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was, I agree with you. I was cracking up like that whole uh, reference and everything played out. Then, like I said, it happened again a couple yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> Well, that was all I had for episode six. Do you have anything else or? I, I don't think so. Cause that whole, like I said, that whole episode was not to the book. Okay. So Okay. Episode seven, real short and sweet. I have one note and it said jujitsu, nice arm break. <laughs> so that was all I had for episode seven. I think, like I said, I think I was getting to that point where I was just engrossed watching it because i knew it was coming to an end and i didn't take a whole lot of notes on it so yeah so the difference between in the book is that agnon and um horn was trying to get that the other guy that was at the golf thing to like buy in or sell his company right so that guy played a bigger role, and he was actually the guy that wore the vest into the oh okay war con okay and blew up the 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 general and the other guy that they right. had that he had tied to the log yeah. to do the log PT in the in the ocean mm-hmm. because the jag guy was in Florida okay um, had got which away it, which it makes more sense the military guy goes in and does that versus the business guy it it does i mean i i like kind of how they you know they changed the characters a little bit okay um and i like how how james had the flashback of um the trainer guy from buds that he was out there like right hey you you killed your team where's your team now kind of right kind of playing that off and then it was a total shocker total shock when he walks up the beach and Ben's there with the other guy. Oh the yeah. And the family. And it's like, Oh, these guys are watching this. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's ruthless. So that wasn't, that, it. that wasn't in it. It, in the it book. wasn't like that in the book. Okay. Cause that guy didn't, none of that happened that way. And like I okay. said, that whole, that whole family was gone in Florida. Okay. So he, if I remember right, I think he did the same thing with, you know, your family will die if you don't go in here and blow these guys up oh, kind okay. of thing. But when they, when he walks up there and they're all standing there watching, it's like, Ooh, that's, that's ruthless. <laughs> and then the guy's like, I'm not doing that. So he grabs his son and he's like, yeah, can he handle a log or, or whatever? And it's like, Oh yeah. And you know, and then we get another shot of Ben being uncomfortable in the whole thing. Right. Like, <laughs> like, whoa, hey, we're going a little bit too far here. But I thought that whole thing played out more realistic of how it would have happened than how right. it did. like I said, you know, to me, the way the book was is a little bit far-fetched as opposed to the mm-hmm. show a little bit more realistic of yeah, this makes more sense. Right. And you know, the the doorbell ringing and the guy going to the door. Well, it's an FBI guy. And yeah. And it's Ben standing there like, Oh, you're about to have a bad guy. (laughs) Your day just got worse. That was all I had for seven. Uh, Number for the final one for eight. I only had two notes on there. 
Was that on the island? Yes. Okay. So that's what, okay. That's what I thought. Uh, obviously another kind of duh thing because you have seals all over the place, making sure the gun stuff is right, but watching them uh, switch shoulders when he's clearing was kind of nice. Yes. It was kind of, kind of nice to see that. Um, uh, you could tell that he put the work in to get, you know, the gun handling. I mean, he's already, a, we already know he's a gun guy, you know, right. but actually doing it to make it look right, which was nice. And then kind of interesting when they were fighting over the pistol and he was moving it to take it out of battery. So that way, even when the guy was pulling the trigger, it wasn't going to yeah. fire, you yeah. know, just, just those little details where it's like, you know, I don't think, you know, our wives watching it knew what was going on with that. But like to guys like us, we're watching like, Oh, I see what he did there. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, what about the, um, the, the race where the, the bad guy went to reload his AR and Reese went and drew pistol. Oh yeah. To me, it was like, oh, well, if that's true, then I guess you always want to switch to secondary <laughs> yeah. as opposed to reload. Yep. I mean, that's that's what we get trained on a lot. If we do not just rifle and not just pistol, we do drills where we're going, you know, maybe it's a malfunction. Maybe you don't know what the hell it is. Who cares? If you're close range, you have that pistol grab that thing to the opposite side and draw that pistol until you and until you have a down moment to actually take a look at it and figure out what the heck's wrong with it so yeah because i i like that it was it was it was different of you know if you kind of looked at both of them at the same time one's going for yeah this reload and the other's like pistol like and it's like oh oh he's like Mitchell right. no yeah <laughs> he picked right and and won but this episode introduces us to a new character so well let me let me back up first i really like how james and ben they played up their friendship in the van mm. and it was like listening to the music and like yeah like the, you said earlier, not liking his music and <laughs> well like you, you said earlier like in the, the alpha team before the mission like like kind of egging each other on yeah they're in the van and you know he's uh ben's got rock on and like james switches it to country and's like now this is a song and he actually yeah. smiles and whatever <laughs> and it's like man he's about to go kill some people and they're just they're just talking about music and like yeah. country music and and like they're they're buddies and they're good guys and i had a lot of hope and i'm like ah oh, we're cool we're gonna get to see ben in season two <laughs> and three and four knowing that i read the book and how it ends right of like yes i'd like how i'd like how taylor kitsch played ben edwards mm -hmm. and i'm like i want to see more of this guy because i thought he did really good with that character how he him and reese made it very realistic that they were buddies mm -hmm. you know what i mean through the whole show right or through the whole uh series series that it was fun to watch how they played off each other, mm -hmm. you know, and then they get to the island, get through the checkpoint, get through all that. And then they get to the boat and introduce Rafe, which yeah, spoiler alert in all the other books, Rafe pay, plays a big part of, 
a big character pig oh really okay um, in the other books and rafe is the one that got them the boat for the island mission and yes. said said something about them being even or something like that and you know where to find me yes so yeah in 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 book two hopefully they do a season two but in book two it talks about that relationship and, and what okay. happened of why Rafe owed him and dropped the boat off. And I, if I remember right in the book, he's actually there. Okay. And he's kind of like riding the boat up. It was like, here's, here, you know, here's the keys to the boat. Okay. We're even. Yeah. Cause peace out. Deuces. See you later. Kind of thing. Cause Ben obviously didn't like him. Because he was like, well, oh, you're, he's like, you're gonna trust you, you you're gonna tr gonna trust that guy. <laughs> and he's like, well, the you know, I don't want to give away, I don't want to give away the second book before the second season comes out. Right. If there's a second season, but there's a reason for that. Okay. And, well, that's why I figured there was some backstory there. So yeah, there's a there's a backstory that you know Reese kind of went to bat for him. Okay. And it's like, yeah, everybody kind of thought he was the bad guy, but Reese kind of stood up for him kind of okay. thing. And it's like, you know what? I know I'm the good guy. Thanks. Here you go. We're even, you know, okay. that, that BS that you pulled having my back when, you know, I knew I was right anyway, kind of thing. Uh, you know, okay. it, like I said, there's a backstory to that. Hopefully there's a season two and we do another right. episode in a year. Yeah, about season two uh but that was kind of to me it was kind of funny because i've read those books and you know ben saying can you trust him and 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 him going well i trust you don't i and i'm like uh does he does he know yet like does he know that ben's the back because um the ending is different in the book and like i said the ben doesn't play Ben doesn't play this big of a role in the book. Okay. So Ben had a like a vacation house, like a secondary house that he let James operate out of. Oh, okay. So you see him kind of at the beginning of the book as a character of like, hey, glad you made it. You know, sorry your team died. And then like his wife dies and he knows he's on the run and he's like, hey go and hang out at my house okay so that's how like kind of the in the book the character ben is so you don't have this whole character development okay. of, of these two guys um they're a lot closer in the show than what they are in the book Got it. because because in the book you know in the in so in the show you have katie interviewing um the secretary of state mm-hmm and in the book, they play it up that she's going to be, she's going to run for president, and it's a really, really good chance that she's going to win. So that's kind of the underlying tone in the book of, you know, she's working her way to the White House kind of thing. Okay. So at the end of the book, when he, there's only like a few guys guarding the house. So he takes them out and he goes inside. And he doesn't know that Katie's there. And in the book, Katie is tied up. Oh, okay. And hostage. And Secretary of State, there's another guy there that I don't think they had a character in the show for. Okay. But I think it was like, it might have been um, the character that the 
the seal played not the not the general the black guy played okay it might have been him it might have been a different character i can't remember and ben in the house Mm. and they have katie with like deck cord around her neck and ben's holding holding the trigger oh geez so that's how that's how the book comes to culmination of wrapping up so so (laughs) he yeah he gets the boat from rafe goes to the island kills the you know a handful of security guys like six guys outside and goes in the house and they're all like yeah we knew you were coming so they're all like you're gonna kill us or we're gonna like blow up blow up katie so okay the way the book ends is he kills the other two and it's just him and ben and he ends up shooting ben okay and then he leaves on the boat so that's not the way the show ends yeah definitely <laughs> um so so ben was playing overwatch mm-hmm. and picking up him off the the guys on securing the house off right right so he was picking him off helping james and then he's basically like hey the fbi hrt team is here yeah i'm out yeah because he's like, you know, they're going to come in behind me if I'm still shooting. They're going to, they're going to figure out where. Well, it's they from. they showed they actually showed him like coming at him, like he was looking at him, and like the boat was coming towards him. So yeah, so I thought Ben's going. I'm out, and he was going to the house because he was going to protect oh. the Secretary of State. Yeah, um, that character because mm-hmm. that's how I thought it was going to play out. Because you know, Katie's doing the interview. And then the security guards come in. It's like, hey, we're moving. And she's like, you know, the secretary of state's like, she's coming with us. Because I'm like, yep, they're going to use her as a shield. Right. Tie her up. Ben's going to go in the house and be like, yeah, you can't kill her (laughs) kind of thing. And kind of stand up for her. And that's when he's going to find out. I thought um, they did a really good job of of Reese being in the house. So they used the thermal. um, Mm. I don't like that the dude dropped his gun and he let him go. Oh yeah. <laughs> but did did he shoot him in the hallway? I don't remember. If he like let him go and then like shot him as he was running away. I think he did. Right? I think he did, yeah. But I yeah, was like he did. Well, why would he even let him run? Like and shoot him in the back. <laughs> like, why wouldn't he just shoot him right there? But just toy toying with your emotions, like all and the then episodes. he uh he 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 hit the dude with the axe in the head, which is a uh, um. Was that Cowboy Cerrone, the UFC fighter that retired? Is that who it was? Yeah, I I believe so. Do you watch UFC at all? Uh, here and there, yeah. So he um, it's funny because I, if I remember right, he was like the last prelim of like one of the fights a week or two before this show came out and he lost the fight but he takes his gloves off and throws them on the on the mat Mm. which means he's he's retiring right but he says i'm going to hollywood to be a movie star and because he's (laughs) he's played a couple roles in movies and then it's like the terminal list comes out it's like wait a second is that, <laughs> is that him is that who that was talking about but i think he's the one that got got beamed in the beamed in the head yeah so i like how i like how the the tv show played out the ending not necessarily better than the book you know obviously it was it was way different mm-hmm. but i don't i don't mind that it was different 
Yeah. Because I like how they, okay, so they added, they added Ben as a major character in the show. Mm -hmm. And then I liked how the show, you know, the Secretary of State, she committed suicide. And then I think it says like three weeks later, Katie's like texting James. Okay. And like all through the episode or all through the season, Ben was saying, let's just go to Peru. Let's just get out of here. And then Katie says, yeah, the money thing was sent to a bank in Peru. And you kind of knew like, ah. And then it's on the boat. And I like that they made it. If they added Ben as that character, I like that they made it personal. Yeah. With Ben at the end of like, and that he kind of played it out, said, well, this was my role. You know, I gave the bad intel, so you guys died with your boots on. Yeah. And I had, you know, I had nothing to do with your wife and daughter. And, and, you know, but I helped you. And then he was, and then he kind of gave him justification at the end of like, let's finish the list. Yeah. So I, I like how the ending of the show went. Um, I don't mind that it was different than the book. My take on the whole thing, I thought the book was really good and I thought the show was really good. Okay. So, well, I definitely like the series. So, I, I do hope they, they get a, a second second season. That would be, I would definitely be watching that when it comes out. Well, you got a, you got a year to watch, to read the book. First one, second one. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I've, when it comes to book series, it's it it's not hard for me to sit down and read. It's getting the time, and then whenever I read a series, I get annoyed if I can't just keep reading through the series. So that's that that's my problem. So I don't know. Maybe this winter, if it if things calm down and I'm gonna have some downtime, maybe I'll try and plug through them i mean if they are an easy easy read maybe you know sometime when i have a few days off or whatever maybe i'll just get them and i mean the other thing you could do is listen to it on you know audiobooks or something yeah i've thought about that but i don't don't know if i like listening to i've tried to do it before and it just i don't know it's just different than listening to people talk so now they do have um the it might have been the fifth book so before the fifth book came out the guy that does his audiobooks jack carr's audiobooks i think they released like the the pre the prelude in the first and second chapter okay of like book five so you might want to listen to that and see if you even like the guy's voice that does it <laughs> Because it would it would be it'd be a little sucky to get that buy it and be like oh this guy I can't stand this guy's voice. How do they get Gilbert Gottfried to read that? Yeah, because it was it was different. Like because you know like I said I've read the books and then when they did the audio book with somebody else reading it and you know I've listened to Jack Carr's podcast and I've always pictured him reading the book right. And then it was somebody else's voice of like, oh, that's really weird. Yeah. So I don't know if I could have handled doing the whole book of like, oh, I don't know if that makes any sense to me. But 
Well, before we we wrap this up, so you've spoke about it before. There's an actual podcast with Jack Carr that goes in depth. Is it about the episodes of the series or is it the books or is it kind of like what we just did, kind of a little of both? So, yes, it's Jack Carr, um, the showrunner, and um, the technical like advisor director. Okay. So it's DeGilio, I think is the, is the showrunner's guy's name. And then Jared, the guy that um, uh, plays Boozer okay. is the technical advisor. So it's the three of them talking about like what went into that episode, what was different between the, like the episode and the book okay. and why they, why it was different so like you know we changed this and this is why we changed that or this and that you know so like you know what i said they they had this um this character changed that character and it was like we did it because of this or we did it because of that and, and this so, is the terminalist podcast that's what it's called the terminalist podcast okay it's with Jack Carr, uh, the showrunner David DeGilio, and the technical advisor, formal formal Navy SEAL Jared Shaw. Okay. So yeah, I just I just looked it up. There's eight. There's eight episodes, and then there's like some questions, negative reviews, or something that he <laughs> that he likes to do talk about. And then you said we were talking about this before. You said that there's like. I guess a companion for the books that you, if you come across a description of gear or things like that, that they actually have the items themselves that you can look at visual representations. So, yeah, I think it's, if you go to like Jack Carr's website, which is, um, I'm assuming official jackcar.com. I believe that's what it's called. Um, there is a a website that has kind of the details or like what they're talking about now in the back of the book they have all the definitions and stuff like that too oh okay um but it's not it won't it won't tell you or show you a picture of this infield rifle with this night force three scope on it you know but I think they're on his website, and I think that's what it is, like the official Jack Car website or something like that. There's a spot for that. So it has like the tomahawks that are in there, mm -hmm. the guns that are in there, the um the land cruisers that are in there, because he's a big land cruiser guy. All right. Well, I guess if they like hearing us blather on for a couple hours about the series and the books and or maybe they've already read both you know, read and watched both of them they can head over there and get a little more insider information this was more of like a i guess more of a review than anything so that'd be something to go check out get a little more behind the scene kind of information if you're into that yeah and also like give us your opinion of the show 
what you guys the listeners think of the show are we off did we miss something yeah yeah let's know be be uh be courteous no spoilers but or maybe keep it cryptic or (laughs) something or do you know there's a way of like oh hey this is what i'm talking this is what i like if you're gonna put something on you know social media or something you know maybe hey here's my opinion of of this but go check out the comment section for it you know and then and put your thing in the comment section so maybe somebody doesn't scroll across it and accidentally see a spoiler yeah that's true yeah let us know we're on facebook wasted animal podcast uh instagram aftershock.podcast yeah what was that tired it's the (laughs) aftershock.podcast aftershock.podcast um still up on twitter i think uh aftershock pod one so uh there's there's multiple ways to get a hold of us um whether you know direct message or on any of those platforms and um well i guess we gotta we gotta plug our our uh, our strike force here real quick use the code aftershock at checkout for 20 percent off uh anything else before we get out of here i don't think so all right well we'll uh I'm going to guess this is probably going to be about a couple hours. If you stuck all through two hours of us going on, we really appreciate it. Let us know what you thought. If you want more stuff like this in the future, let us know. Um, I'm sure it's not I'm sure it's not going to be hard for us to watch a movie or something that you guys recommend and talk about it and take notes. I'll try and do a better job than I did with this series and uh just let us know we're we're open to suggestions it's kind of nice change of pace compared to some of the other stuff that we did so like i said dave's been bugging me to to read the book so i figured i'd meet him halfway and watch the series (laughs) it's all good the series was good too (laughs) yeah it was luckily yeah so um and with that thanks everybody and uh We'll talk to you guys next time. After show. There's going to be a problem. Damn, time for a refill already? Or are you just yeah. topping it? I'm just topping it. <laughs> I'm topping it because it was all the way at the bottom. <laughs> uh, close.